0: Co-worker of yours.
2: All right, Boomer Geo, coming to you live the Bill Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Did Justin Fields' next team get leaked on social media? Well, not so much leaked, get posted on social media last night. I think the answer is yes. So Justin Fields' manager posted a video of Justin Fields in presumably his own house in his kitchen. And he's like, "Yeah, he's like obviously very fired up about something, very happy about something. He's like, yeah, and he jumps up in the air and he's clapping and he's, he's going crazy. And then you hear a voice in the background that says, "Hope you're ready to go home." Now, Justin Fields is from Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons need a quarterback. So it sounds to me like he might have gotten the news. That things are happening, and it's just a matter of time before the Chicago Bears and the Atlanta Falcons work out this deal, and he's going to go down there to be the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Am I reading too much into that, or do I feel I, no, I, just I, what's going on? I
3: think Atlanta's like Vegas. They're one of the teams that needs a a starting quarterback. I don't know how uh, Vegas and, and Antonio Pierce totally feel lo- about Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he did some nice things last year, and, and he'll be better this year coming back, but... You know, again, you know, the Vegas Raiders hired the offensive coordinator from the Bears who has worked with Justin Fields the last three years. Yeah. So now Luke Getze could be in there saying, you know, listen, we got to get our hands on Justin. He's a great player and and he knows this offense and he can come in here and believe you me, he'll be he'll be a dynamic playmaker. Or he may say, I'd rather not bring him in here. Because he's probably not the, the the right guy to run the offense the way that I want to run it. I had to tailor it to him. I mean, that those are all the discussions that are going on, I'm sure, within these teams. But if he was going to go back to Atlanta... Remember we thought Deshaun Watson was going to end up in Atlanta? That's right, yep. Um, and he too from the Atlanta area. And then all of a sudden, Cleveland came out of nowhere with that insane offer uh, for the Houston Texans. And of course, for uh, Deshaun himself with the guaranteed money. So I would... Uh, It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those two teams, or maybe I I don't I can't imagine a third team's gonna be involved. It just makes too much sense that it would either be Atlanta with a new head coach and Raheem Morris, or it would be Antonio Pierce and uh, the Raiders with Luke Getzey as their offensive coordinator.
2: You know what I think? I think that this whole trade. Got a little bit of a boost and a catalyst from your comments that Ryan Poles is going to be fired if he didn't yeah, okay. take Caleb Williams. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what, Boomer's right. Let me get on the phone and let me trade Justin Fields and make sure we draft Caleb Williams. I mean, Williams. that was a little aggressive on my part, but I was trying to make a point. What I, I was trying
3: I to do is that like you have an opportunity here with a player that 90% of the people think he's a can't-miss player. And Cale Williams came out with some pretty strong comments yesterday. He which, did, which I did appreciate. By the way, I know he's not participating uh, in the combine, but he is down there. He is going to take meetings, and he basically said, "Look, I if 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 Chicago drafts me number one, I would be it's a it would be a privilege, and I would go and play. And I want to play for them. I want to play for whoever wants me. Essentially, is what he was saying. And I want to be great. I and the one thing you don't know, like Tom Brady was a six round draft pick. And he had that inner inner burning fire and chip on his shoulder for 20 years. And, you know, he didn't have a nil deal. He wasn't driving around in a Maybach. He wasn't, you know, living in a condo in California that was paid for. Uh, He had to fight, scratch, and claw for every inch when he first started his NFL career and then started to figure out as he got older that he had to take care of himself and took less money. These kids that are coming in now, a lot of them already have big nil deals, have made a lot of money already. And as Caleb said yesterday, it's not about the money. It's about the greatness that I want to achieve. So I I do appreciate those words that he said. I just hope he can live up to them.
2: Yeah. I mean, and also, though, I, I don't care what you went through or your college experience and how much easier it was or how much more. You got paid because let's not act like there weren't college athletes that weren't getting paid prior to the NIL stuff. They were, but obviously it's it's legal now and there's more money. When you get to the NFL, it's still the NFL. You can't just show up there and put your feet up and be like, you know what, I'm I'm the new generation of athlete. No, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's going to be intense as a rookie quarterback, as, and as, unless you're locked in, you're going to be a bust,
3: as Bryce Young found out. Yeah, you know now C.J. Stroud went the other way. And, you know, I think the Bears are, like, right where the Texans were last year. And, you know, a couple good draft picks. Uh, They have a a number of good offensive players already on their team. Um, And Ryan Poles has a chance to get this team right back into the mix uh, with another good draft. And he's going to get assets for uh, Justin Fields. That's the other good thing for them.
2: Yeah. I mean, and they pulled off what was... Ended up being a great trade. Uh, They probably didn't think that the... I mean, there was a chance that the Carolina Panthers were going to be the worst team in football, and they ended up being the worst team in football to get that number one pick. I mean, it's just... It was perfect for them. And now we'll see how Bryce Young's career goes, but I think that if everybody knew it was... Even even before Bryce Young played an NFL game, it felt like Caleb Williams was the better prospect. CJ Stroud. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Bears trading... With the Panthers last year, the Panthers being terrible, looking forward to this year. But I don't
3: think they thought last year that they would have the number one overall. Well, I guess they felt like Carolina was going to be a bad team because they were going to end up starting a rookie quarterback. Yeah,
2: and I'm sure that David Tepper looks at this whole situation like, geez, if we hadn't made that What's deal. his fault. Yeah, I mean, if we hadn't made that deal then I'd be sitting here with the number one overall pick and getting Caleb Williams, who everybody thinks is going to be awesome. So
3: Yeah, I, I uh, was, we were thinking about the divisions last year. You remember we were saying, okay, the AFC North is going to be a tough division, top to bottom. The AFC West was going to be a tough division, top to bottom, quarterbacks, coaches, all of that other stuff. I mean, the AFC South is going to be loaded, and this NFC North is going to be loaded. I mean, three out of the – Three out of the four teams are ascending right now mm-hmm. with young talent, exceptional talent. And, you know, it be interesting to see how much Detroit gives Jared Goff in a, in a contract extension. Because he's ultimately going to be the, the oldest quarterback in, in that division,
2: assuming that Kirk Cousins doesn't come back to Minnesota. How many years does he have mm. left on his current deal? One year. One year, yeah. So it's another one of those things where you don't really go in. Very rarely do you go into those seasons Without that contract extension, if you're part of the future, that's why the whole Kirk Cousins thing has been interesting because he played out last year uh, on a an expiring deal and he ended up tearing his Achilles at an expiring Right, deal. I do
3: think, you know, Dan Campbell really does like Jared Goff and they have a good team and, you know, they, they should have won out in San Francisco. Uh, just a couple bad decisions by the coach and a couple uh, unexecuted plays. Uh, by the Lions. So I think that they're going to end up giving, you know,
2: I would think they're going to end up giving either a three- or four-year contract extension to Jared Goff. Yeah, and he certainly has earned it. Now, that's a team that everybody thought was going to be much better this year, and they fulfilled that. They were the odds-on favorite to win the division, and they did. And they had an opportunity, really, to to essentially – you know, go even farther than anybody expected, and even play in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They were that close, but this is a uh, this is going to be a lot different next year. That's going to be one of those teams you keep an eye on. Maybe uh, taking a step back next year. But we you will think see. the Lions are going to take a yeah, step back? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of young talent on that team, man. Step back, spot. A, a it lot it a of back. young
3: talent. Best Hard offensive line to come back
2: and do it Best again.
3: Offensive line in football. Yeah. Two outstanding You'll running see. backs, wide receivers, tight end, under what. Un- under, I don't know, uh, what, is is what is their under, number? What
2: is their it Probably hasn't come out yet. It got free agency in the draft that's going to, okay, you don't know. But whatever it is, bang. Sam under. Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, under.
3: Jameer Gibbs, under. Penny Sewell. I mean, this oh. team is locked and
2: loaded, baby. Got, so when you see when Kirk Cousins comes back, it signs with the Vikings, when Caleb Williams is the quarterback for the Bears, when Jordan Love, now who was really, really good last year, played well in the playoffs. Under, It'd be a tough division for them. It's going, it's going to be a tough division. You know, I'm wearing Lions colors today. I don't know. I, I see just, that. Didn't, didn't even realize that. New flag and anthem, by the way. Showed up very nice. Yeah,
3: I got a that? bunch of stuff yesterday what too. This.
2: Bunch of stuff. I did. Why'd you get more than I did? How many I, I, shirts I, you get? Four, uh, and a pullover. Four shirts and a pullover. Yeah, I got two shirts in this pullover. I'm oh, oh, doing okay. I was the original Flag and Anthem guy, by the way. (laughs) Alan, I got nothing. But you've gotten a lot of stuff in the past, no? Uh, Yes, Al? Yes. Yes.
3: Everything has BEF on it.
2: (laughs) Oh, your stuff does? Yeah, Flag and Anthem. No, no, but the stuff you got yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no.
3: I wore the the shirt yesterday.
2: Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I...
3: I'm wearing the sweater you get, your buddy gave me.
2: Yeah, that's right, Dang. Chris Finney. Yes, yeah, that's the uh, the logo of the Rock that you got on there. That I knew you would love because yes. it's got the American flag right 100%, there, baby. Bang! Yes. Hey, uh, by the way, speaking of the 49ers, it's going to tie me into a, another story. I saw Christian McCaffrey. I was, I was, I have a newfound respect, even more, I should say, even more respect for Christian McCaffrey than I ever had. Because yesterday, he posted a tribute to Richard Lewis, the comedian who yes. passed away. And for for Christian McCaffrey, of all people, to be a Richard Lewis fan, I didn't expect that. Because generally, you get like a lot of older New York people that were Richard Lewis fans. Well, if you're a Curb,
3: if you're a Curb fan, then Richard Lewis is going to be right there front and center. And who's not a Curb fan? Right,
2: That that is true. But I still think like the younger athlete, I didn't know if they were locked into Curb. Curb's been around for a while, but... Yeah, Richard Lewis, just uh, an all-timer, huge Knicks fan, local guy there. You know, Al did the thing that I always talk about. You know, you post a picture of the dead guy. Yeah, after. but
4: that's false. I think that that's, um, that's not always, doesn't always work. What do you mean it doesn't always work? Well, You, like, you, you posted a picture with a dead guy. But a dead guy that I really, I don't post every dead guy. That's what some people do. No, no, no. This is yeah, a dead guy you don't. that I really had a, felt like I have a connection with. So, therefore, I posted think, the dead guy photo. Yeah, but I, It's not like random, like rando, like, you know, as I used the example this morning, Margaret Thatcher dies. I'm not going to post a photo of Margaret Thatcher and be like, I can't believe Margaret Thatcher is gone. But I liked or really enjoyed Richard Lewis. He's a top 10 guy for me. Yes. I think you could post top 10 guys. Yeah,
2: that's fair. I mean, you don't do it all the time. And there's been other times you said you were about to do it. Yeah. And you stopped. Caught myself. By the by
3: the way, did uh Larry David post a picture of himself with Richard Lewis? Well, no, he's he not a, a s-
4: social media guy. No, but he did put out a statement, didn't he? Correct. But not a picture. See, this would be like But he's not on social media, so where he couldn't just put a picture into the ether.
3: I, I understand that, but I would also say that somebody maybe that there's got to be some social media account for, for Curb, I would imagine.
4: No? Maybe for Curb, yeah, and they did put out photos. They did. They did. Actually, did see that.
3: So I will Uh, say that HBO. That would be a a total kind of scene for Larry David to discuss what we're discussing now. You taking a picture with somebody and then putting the picture of the dead guy out.
4: There's got to be someone Geo that passed away that you would. No, you have no. Feel like you have no connection. No, 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 no. no, It's not. No, I.
2: No, I. But I wouldn't post the picture. I just. Why? Because then I feel like you're making it about yourself. But this whole show is about
4: yourself. But 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 not when somebody dies. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, why is that about you themselves and not about the like, person's life?
2: Uh, because you could post any picture and say, here's a picture of the guy, as opposed to the one with you. But here's the thing I will defend, and because what I really hate is when someone meets a celebrity one time at like a book signing or something, or just runs into them and then posts a picture like, oh, I lost a friend. That's the thing I can't stand. Is that? But if you you met Richard Lewis, you had a connection to the top ten guy. It's a little bit different. But I just I don't know. I don't I don't post pictures with like, big like people. If, if Dua Lipa does ever come in here and if, then and then she I'm, dies, I'm not no. posting a picture. No way. I don't. I, I've I, never done it. And I by die. the way, I have a picture of me and Richard Lewis. It's on my on my Instagram. I posted it when he was alive. And I know this that you
3: know, Al. If you die, Dan from Carteret will definitely post. No, a picture. he will not. No,
2: no, he's out. He, 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 yeah, hates, he does, hates He hates me. Alan. Oh, by the way, he, he has not called since the Bruce Springsteen concert incident. Correct. Yeah, he hates Al. He has Al not he called. He didn't come. Ah,
3: to... but I think if Al died, he would feel like a little melancholy, and you know, all of our Listen. audience would be sad. He'd say, "Hey, look, here's Al Dukes and me." He used if Al died,
2: Dan's going to be burying him. <laughs> like he's going because he probably or hiding him. my body. <laughs> right? Exactly. He's probably remembering him. him. <laughs>
4: I mean, is there a celebrity, geo who if they passed away today, you would feel like, oh, that's sad? No, of course.
2: You're, well, I you're misinterpreting that. me. You're misinterpreting. Of course. I would. I, I, there have been. Like, I remember when Robin Williams died. I, I that one. I remember that going. Wow. That came out of nowhere. It was very, very sad. Hundred percent. Kobe. That was one. But if I had pictures with them, I wouldn't post the pictures. I, there was a difference between feeling sad about it. And then posting a picture you know with that person would that, you that's have,
3: all. Would, if Jerry would have killed himself with the golf ball on Father's Day with his family, would you have posted a picture like of all of us
2: together
4: no I don't, yeah, you can I guess
2: I would not you now would. what about if a boomer one of Boomer's teammates passed is that different because they were teammates no, we cannot see a photo no, I don't think so I think you I mean you can write something maybe you know like i but I don't know like if hey, somebody I, in that picture kicks the bucket <laughs> I'm not posting it. it's just <laughs> yeah, my personal it. preference but here like this is it it's not al is not this type of person the type of person i don't like is the person who is seeking the attention in that moment for themselves that's what i don't like about it and because there's so many of those people that do that i wouldn't do it because then i think other people were thinking i was doing that exact thing but i know for a fact al is not that person so he did this once. Well, he was a person yesterday. He did this once because he was a top ten
4: guy, but he didn't do it because he wanted the attention for himself. Like when Tom Green dies, I'll be, I'll be posting a photo of me and Tom Green. That's fine. It's so I don't want. I so want you're to be clear. He's
2: going to die before you.
4: Uh, I think we're the same age, so that that's going to be close. Yeah. Possibly. No. Okay. Al, well,
2: yeah, Al's probably living a much healthier life than Tom. Not that Tom's so overweight, but nobody really. Lives a healthier life than Al Dukes at this point. Right. You know, there's just very few people on earth. But of course, I'm sad when celebrities die. It's just, I, 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 when people like, like, it's the book signing ones that really get me. Like, they'll show up or like, they'll, they'll be, you know, like one time, and they're like behind a desk, you know, with a cele- celebrity that they've met for 10 seconds and they'll be like absolutely devastated. Let me post a picture of me with that person. But what are you going to do? I bet you Richard Lewis would have loved this conversation. That's the point. <laughs> would have loved this conversation. And I did really. He came into CBS Sports Radio that day. It probably the same day he was here. And that was, a, that was a, definitely a cool one.
4: That we had cool him a one. bunch of times over the years. Yeah. I bet you we've had him in, because I was I was looking at photos yesterday, probably four or five different times. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he came in and he was just exactly how you
2: would expect. It was Parkinson's. Is that what it was? Well, he ended up having a heart attack, but okay. he
4: was experiencing Parkinson's as well.
2: Now, I have not seen any of Curb this year, but I believe he's in one episode, right? He came back, did one episode, when he wasn't feeling well. And I remember him telling the story. He got a big ovation when he showed up, and he, he was in this last season, at least for a little bit. So, it'll be even even more special now to watch it. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco still alive, joining us coming up next.
0: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit Instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
2: live on Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports network 20 minutes from now we're making history long snapping history on the show uh, the Bradley Schwartz announcement right now Jerry Reco with us oh it looks like a nice day out there but it's not it's freezing and it's windy and it's bitterly cold it was one of those like the cold is cutting through your Pants and shirt type of days when you were.
6: Walking. You know why? Because we have this false sense that it's warm out. It's like not. I, didn't, I didn't put a jacket on today, and I went outside. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> what the oh, last it was sixty
2: three yesterday. Yeah, I know. Well, wh- just wind. Wind is the problem. Uh, wind screws everything it up. Is it can we is. D- find a way to get rid of wind? Like think about it. Ruins boating. Ruins golf. Makes things colder. Like, what, what do we need winds well, for? Well,
3: it doesn't really ruin golf. It just makes golf a little bit more difficult. And when you're hitting into the winter's or, or downwind, you, you got to adjust. Have we, you ever played St.
6: Andrews? Yes. You have? Yes. Oh, Multiple times, right? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, because that's the type, right? The wind is crazy. Yeah, there I mean, most of the time.
3: Most of the time, yeah. I mean, uh, Royal Port Rush was very windy when I played there. And it's probably my favorite golf course in the entire world. Pebble? Uh, was not windy when I played there. No, mm. not that I remember. I, I remember playing. <laughs> I took Gunner uh, on a trip, uh, and we played in Ireland, and we were playing on Bally Bunyan. And Bally Bunyan is a little bit um, like the golf course right over here, uh, Bayonne. Uh, you're talking about Liberty National? Mm-hmm. No, Bayonne. Oh, Bayonne Country Club. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little. It's similar. Okay. Um, and we were up on top of this T box, and I mean, it was like forty mile an hour to win. and Gunner got blown off the tee box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he you know, was like hundred and forty pounds. That's right? Funny. And uh, yeah, it was hilarious, and you know, and he hits the ball a mile, and we couldn't every drop. We could not find one ball because <laughs> they yeah. have a lot of that brush, whatever they call it, a fescue. No, it's not fescue. They it's a they have it out in abandoned dunes too. Um, what do they call it? uh it's a, it's an Irish plant and it looks like a juniper bush. Mm. Okay. And, uh, and he just kept hitting it into all that crap. And I'm like, I'm not going there looking for those balls, man. And that was the longest round of golf of my life.
2: Doesn't sound fun. No, Doesn't it was sound. not fun. Hmm. All right, Jerry, what's going on over there? We man? are brought to you by the Farmer's
6: Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Jackpot. order official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, Joe Douglas at the Combine. I'm not going to play any more McCall Hardman. We did that yesterday, but he did get to respond to the Hardman comments.
3: I'll just say, look, we we're excited to sign McCall. He's excited to obviously join our team. The situation, it really, Xavier Gibson really came on for us this year, and um, he did an outstanding
6: job for us, so... Um, ultimately, made decision to to move on from McColl. So really taking the high road. Uh, he also did say they granted Zach Wilson's agent permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade, and said they don't plan on using the franchise tag on Bryce Huff. They want to get a deal done. Uh, NFL players, I know you discussed this at some point this morning. They did their surveys about their teams. Uh, Andy Reid did finish first among the thirty two clubs, but Clark Hunt did rank. Write- ranked last out of the 32 team owners. Here was his thoughts on maybe why that was. I
4: mentioned that the um, practice facility is something we're going to continue to think about uh, upon uh, 20 years. Um, We certainly, in a lot of ways, have outgrown it, and uh, uh, we recognize that we have a need to expand it and modernize (laughs) it. Now,
6: the grade's based on what players perceived as a willingness to invest in the facilities, as he just referenced. Um, They also rank 26th in the food cafeteria Category thirty first in nutritionist dietitian category and thirty first in training room. How about that? Well, it's working apparently. So I, yeah, I know. Right? And then,
2: I, I I have a a theory that when it gets too nice, the team gets a little soft. Yeah, they get comfortable.
3: You, you know uh, who has that same theory or who used to have that same theory? The great Paul Brown. Oh really? Yeah, make it hard on the players, man. Don't make it easy
2: I, on them. Like every year since the Vikings built that new stadium that practice facility, they're number one or number two on this list. And I feel like they're soft because they play indoors. They got the beautiful practice facility. And it's like, come on, guys. And then in these tough games, they get their asses kicked. Right. It's like I'd rather have an outdoor team where, you know, that you can get tetanus on the practice I mean, right. Well, that's where we were.
3: That's (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Real quick, John and St. James. John, what's the bush called?
2: (laughs) Boomer, the Irish bush is called gorse. That's right. The the gorse. Yes,
3: yes. The gorse on the course. Right. And it's all out there in... uh, It's out there, abandoned dunes all Mm -hmm. over the place. How about that?
6: The gorse?
3: (laughs) Yeah. The gorse on the The course.
6: Yeah. Uh, What is the future of one Bill Belichick? Well, we got some uh, insight from his son, Steve Belichick, who is on the Greenlight
2: podcast. His hobbies would still be
4: to, uh, let's say, critique football so you know he was excited when i came out here because he right. got to evaluate the scheme last year that sounds out? like him
6: he does that's that's crazy if he tones it down just a little bit yeah it would sound like him he's what now he what was he saying he was uh he likes to critique football he okay. loves the game and he still wants to be around it essentially I is I'm right. saying uh the journey of pat mcafee detailed on all the smoke in an up- episode that debuts i think at 11 o'clock it's definitely later today it might be 11 or 12 something like that but there are a couple of snippets that have been posted online uh in this one stephen jackson telling him how he had the guts to get started doing what he wanted to do as opposed to just following company lines
3: you had i ain't gonna say Bobs you had the confidence in yourself to be able to get it done without worrying about what other people are gonna say you said i'm doing this
7: instead i want
3: to do this that's a, a, that's a, a, big a
7: big difference hey i'm a. F- those suits too like they do not like me
6: you gotta be that's a bleeping bleep to the suits and then later on he was asked about his comments where he said that network i forget the guy's name the network executive Mm -hmm. norby williamson him uh that he was trying to sabotage the show
7: like i thought that was a warning shot to that guy you know i didn't even think that was a direct hit yeah because i'm the executive producer of my show i report directly to jimmy and bob So, I'm not really viewing anybody as... Like, I saw everybody, like, Pat calls out his boss. I don't got a mother Mm. boss.
2: What are we... You know, like, what are we... He is him. Yeah, we don't have one either now that Spike has decided to leave. So we don't have a mother-effing boss around these parts.
6: Go get headlines for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Rangers were trying to bounce back from their loss to the Blue Jackets by playing the Blue Jackets, and they indeed did. Kicked
5: in by cylinder, broken up by Schneider. Rangers...
6: And that was Sam Rosen on MSG. The first of two empty net goals for the Blue Shirts. Our Timmy Panarin had the other. He also scored earlier in the game. New York beats Columbus four uh, one. The Rangers now forty seventeen and three. First team to forty wins. Jacob Trouba. Definitely, definitely an accomplishment. But just continue to to build their game.
5: There's no real trophies handed out right now. <laughs> So it's great, but who really cares?
3: Exactly. (laughs) He's right, though. I like the attitude. He is right. Yep. He
6: knows knows it's not easy, man. Here was Artemi Panarin through a translator. Nice to bounce back and not have that loss linger. Yeah, it was
4: definitely an excellent feeling uh, coming back after, you know, having only one loss and so many wins. Conversation in the locker room was definitely to... Get back after the last game and return the debt to
6: Columbus. Now, Adam Fox's second period goal actually proved to be the difference. Uh Gave him a 2 nothing lead at the time. Igor Shosturkin made 30 saves. The Rangers take over the top spot in the East. One point clear of Florida, correct? Yes, Florida. Yeah. Out of uh, Florida. Uh, tonight, the Islanders are in Detroit against the Red Wings. You've got the Nets and Hawks on the fan at 720. The Knicks play someone. They play the Warriors. Here's the thing I don't understand about... Play someone? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to get to the whole reason. protest thing. I know. It's one thing for the NBA to say your protest is denied. Okay. And for the reason they... But then to still go ahead and find them when the league admits they screwed up the call. I mean, you wanted to deny the protest. I don't love you know that either. But fair, you find
3: them, though? What the league should have done is they should have upheld the protest for Houston... Uh, the Houston game and give the Knicks the win, and then uphold the Detroit Pistons to make
6: it even. To make it even, <laughs> I don't know that you could do it. they love their but... protest because they 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 screwed them too. I just, I don't know. I thought the fine was was And at the
3: end of the day, it all works out the same way.
2: Just like that.
6: Out in the water. Yeah, true. You're right. Uh, The Bulls beat the Cavs in double overtime, 132-123. Luka Dodgers 30-11 and 16, and the Mavs went over the Raptors. And the Lakers had a monster fourth quarter where LeBron James scored 19 of his 34. They came back and beat the Clippers 116-112. Here was Anthony Davis on Spectrum Sportsnet on what LeBron did. He
0: is who he is. Oh, He got
2: hot. You know, um, down 19 to start the fourth. Yeah. He comes out. He hit, uh, I think, four threes. And he's got us going to make some tough shots some tough finishes and got us back in the game. It, it,
6: the, I, know, I know we've talked about this a million times, but the regular season to the postseason, why even bother? I mean, can you at least make an effort or fake it <laughs> like you want to play defense? <laughs> I know. It I- is really,
2: God darn. Uh, anyhow... It's- but that's why watching the Knicks on a night-to-night basis is refreshing because they actually do try. They do. No, they they defend. Like, that. that's a different type of regular season basketball. Now, hopefully it doesn't wear them out uh, come playoff time, and, and they've got a ton of guys injured. Uh, but they do play hard. They do defend, there's
6: no doubt. St. John's has played hard their last three games, and they've got three straight
2: wins for it. Outlet pass to Telford. Rah! Telford right side quarter court. telford spin moving the lane ball. Knocked away. Dingle lead pass R.J. Lewis against Alexander. Eurostep plays it up and in. What a drive to the hoop that time by R.J. John Minko, St. John's. Penetration. Learfield radio. I think Mink dropped Eurostep he in did. there? Look, Look at that. that.
6: Big Euro step in the lane. Yes, he did. Pretty good. Uh eighty-two fifty-nine as they blitzed them in the second half. They moved to 17-12 and on the season. Rick Pitino on CBS Sports Network after the game on the court with your guy um, from CJ, um, Evan Washburn. He did the post-game interview. How about he's that? He's doing uh, stuff? Yeah, well, he's a CBS Sports employee. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I so, they sent him on the sidelines. Well, this was sidelines. Well, I mean NFL. Courtside, yes. Well, this is a step down. Well, here... Here <laughs> was patino what has changed over these last few games
5: we all got to take accountability for guarding if i'm guarding you i've got to stop you i can't keep relying on help i've got to keep you on my chest so we really worked hard on that but the most important thing i said we got to be beat, stop beat people with our offense
6: how about that got to start outscoring them in the half i came across so would you say when he did his rant last week or two weeks ago whatever it was would you say he was making excuses, giving reasons? He's calling out everybody. Like, what would you characterize that
2: as? I, I, I think a little bit of both excuses, reasons. But what he wasn't doing was taking any accountability himself. I mean, if he had said all that stuff and also said in that same rant that hey, I recruited these guys, I coach these guys, right. and I'm not doing a good enough job of getting it out of them, then I don't. It would have been fine. Because a guy posted a video. Clearly, he's a motivational
6: speaker in the off season. Yeah. And a guy posted a link about how no excuses. There's never an excuse. You take accountability. You come back and work hard the next day. I'm thinking that's not the same stuff we heard two weeks ago. No. It was we lose because of this, because of that. We're right. not good enough. It's- The most non-enjoyable season of my life. Yes, that's exactly what he said. (laughs) Seton Hall lost at Creighton 85-64. Rutgers home for Michigan tonight on WCBS 880 at 815. And you've got uh, the Mets playing the Astros tonight. Yesterday they beat the Cardinals. Pete Alonzo and Trace Thompson homered in that game. Jose Quintana, who I guess is on pace to be the opening day starter. Uh, he will start tonight, and the Yankees so face He'll be hurt soon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: no. oh, Yankees and Marlins you tonight as well.
2: Uh, Alright, thank you, Jerry. It is Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough studio. We'll find out which school has been chosen. The Schwartz have made a decision. Actually, I don't know if even Peter un- knows where Bradley's going to pick, so we're going to find out. Snapper. Snapper is right. Long snapper. And uh, the coaches for Wagner, Western Connecticut, Pace, and LIU will be uh, waiting with bated breath to see which hat Bradley Schwartz puts on his head. Man, I am so excited for this. We've been waiting. We've been talking. Peter and I have been working out the details. This is the first of its kind. The first time ever in television history a long snapper college commitment will be live on national TV and on radio. And it's our own Bradley Schwartz. I am claiming... Bradley Schwartz is my own because I feel like uh, throughout the years we've gotten to know him and how great he has become at Long Snapping and just a great kid going through high school. Peter Schwartz's oldest son. So Cheryl, his wife, is here. Jared, the younger son. Uh, Bradley's brother here. And, of course, Peter here. Uh, before the announcement, Peter. There's I mean, a
6: buzz. There's there is, a there is, buzz. There is a buzz a palpable, here. A palpable you, you buzz. You could feel it. <laughs>
3: I'm excited, actually, getting nervous. Yeah, I'm I'm getting nervous (laughs) as well.
2: Uh, Now, people are rooting for a because we have no idea. I know the Schwartzes know uh, you've talked as a family. We have no idea who you're going to choose. Uh, just going through the whole process and, and, and thinking about it. I have a, I have a guess, but I don't know. Uh, Eddie, you said you're rooting for Wagner this morning. Yeah, well, I'm from Staten Island, and my dad uh, played basketball for Wagner in the 50s. Okay. And, so uh, my nephew, Randy, played football at Wagner. So,
4: wow, okay. So Wagner's... And Al, do you have a favorite here? I, I was picking Wagner as well just because that felt like more of a sports school out of the choices. Wow, interesting. So, yeah.
2: all right. Now, I my guess, my guess, personally is LIU, and I'm a Long Island guy. Obviously, we know that. that that's my personal guess and my favorite that I'm rooting for. Uh, Peter, don't give us any hints. Yeah. I just want to hear from you right now. Proud father moment. Yes. I know that you like to give your son a little crap here and there, but this is a pretty cool <laughs> moment, huh? Uh, this is pretty cool. I can't say I ever thought, you know, a, a moment like this. We knew he was going to pick a college, but to do it in this setting... Um, is just unbelievable for him and for our whole family. And he's the smarter one out of the two of yeah. you <laughs> because you, you know, said see, no I at don't, first. But you, you said I jumped no. right on it. And then Bradley said yes. I mean, could you believe his dad said... Him. I can't speak for him. I don't want to speak for him. Just like my wife, Cheryl, and I, we're not telling him where to go. Right. He's got to make a decision himself. So when you when you broached that subject to me, I said, I've got to go to Bradley. But you also said we're having a party, so yeah, I don't so know. I don't and I, I said, I said we'll ask him. him. We'll ask still him. have the party. Yeah, you're still going to have a party. Exactly. Yeah. But you jumped at this opportunity right away. Are you, are you nervous right now? Yes. No, I'm not nervous at all. See, this is he's an athlete. So you, you also have a special guest on, right? Right, and we'll do after. After, after the announcement, right. I think we'll we'll have the special guest. Yeah, right? All right. That, that, after the announcement. Uh, so so Bradley, just uh, before you make the uh, decision, you know, going through this recruiting process, it's something that Boomer
7: went. Actually, no, you didn't. No, he, I didn't. He go he didn't. It, no. Boomer didn't
2: even get the chance to go through the recruiting process. I certainly
7: didn't. What was that like for you? You know, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, I thank all the coaches and the schools that did recruit me. It's it's a once in a life experience to get recruited out of high school, and I'm I'm truly grateful for everyone that was a part of that. And, uh, you're, you're gonna let three places down, though, today.
2: That's, that's a part of this thing, uh, you know. So there's one that's, we're gonna be very excited. We know the coaches are watching, you know, letting three places down this morning.
7: Yeah, it was, it was a tough few phone calls to the, you know, the coaches. I called all four, all four schools to let them know what was, what was going on. And I tell, like, th- these decisions, they're not easy, you know. People will see the schools and they'll think, oh, he's going there, he's going there, he's going there. But it, it's, it's a really tough decision and it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of, uh, personal reflection to be able to, Make a decision like this and make sure and have the confidence that you made the right decision. Uh, yeah.
3: Well, when did you realize that you wanted to be a long snapper and possibly could take long snapping into college as the way into school?
7: Yeah. Sure. So I um I always long snapped when I was young. When I was younger, I played center as well. And you know, if it was someone to snap on the punch or the field goals, it was always just oh let's throw the center out there. And then when I was in tenth grade, I knew it was going to be a a little tough for me behind two six foot five centers to get on the field so I said to my dad one day I'm like why don't I start taking this a little bit more seriously and you know find a way to get on the field at MacArthur and I just took it and rode with it, and I, I think I'm, I'm in a great spot right now, and I'm truly appreciative for that.
2: I mean, you got to be so proud of this I kid, mean, and the way he
7: speaks.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's got that gene got in that. there too, huh? And, you know what? You know, he's, he's got a lot of Cheryl in there too. You know, yes. Cheryl,
6: Cheryl, you know, talks for a living as well. Well, so,
2: <laughs> we, yeah, we we all know that she is yeah, the, yeah. Uh, she's the she's one the one who glue. makes this engine. She is the glue, right? Absolutely. So, Peter, okay. you want to stand up yes. and join? Uh, Join Jared and Cheryl standing behind Bradley as Bradley will grab a hat and make his announcement here. So here we go, Boomer. I actually, I have the chills here. Bradley is going to, you can take the headphones off for just a second, put them back on. He's going to make his announcement. So in front of him, we have Western Connecticut, Pace, LIU, and Wagner. So Bradley, take it away, grab the hat, tell us where you're going.
7: Yeah, well, I just want to start. I just want to, you know, thank you two uh boomer and geo for allowing me be to be the first college commit on your show um you know it's usually i said it's been a long two-year recruiting process and i've had a, i've had a blast with it i want to thank all the coaches in schools that did recruit me uh, i want to thank my first youth football coach coach chris bennett the first one the first person ever gave me a chance to snap in a football game um i want to thank Aaron from riddell sports you know for always keeping me keeping me outfitted in the riddell uh protection and you know the longevity of my career and everything um, I want to thank USA Football, Coach AI, Coach Pops, Coach Chuck, and the, the first coach to ever teach me how to long snap the proper way, Coach Nick Gatto. Um, uh, you know, I want to thank my MacArthur coaches, Coach Farrenback, Um, and you know, I want to, uh, you know, the staff there also that helped me get through high school, you know, Mr. Maney, Mr. Snyder, uh, Mr. Bergerson and Ms. Benevento. They did a great job helping me throughout the four years and, you know, graduating, uh, college with a great, with a great academic, uh, great academic achievements. Uh, I want to thank my teammates. You know, from the time we stepped on the field in the seventh grade, I knew they had my back, and I knew we were brothers for life. Um, I want to thank Pat Pizzarelli, the head of Section Eight, uh, for put, always putting a great product on the field, uh, week in and week out, and giving me, giving me and the other student athletes on Long Island a great, a great outlet to play football. Uh, and I want to thank Rubio Long Snapping Long Island High School Football Journal and uh, Prep Red Zone for ranking me the number one long snapper in New York. In was, New York,
2: in New York, that was
7: um, truly something that I'm very proud of, and I feel that. Um, was very generous to them, and you know, I'm grateful for them. I want to thank uh Luke Addis from One On One Kicking uh, for always letting me snap at his sessions and, you know, my long-snapping coach, Reno Monteforte, who goes to Notre Dame. Uh, and then just the four schools that offered me, from Wagner, Coach Masella, Coach Munson, and Coach Sino, from LIU, Coach Cooper, Coach Yergel, and Coach Ruthman, uh, from Westcon, Coach Loth, and Coach Griffith, and from Pace, Coach Ronald, and Coach Gruber. You know, it was very generous of them to be able to give me an opportunity to play football at the – um at the next level and I'm I'm grateful for that, you know, for them taking a risk on me and everything. Um now I wanna thank my grandparents, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, you know, they've always been supporting me coming to games since I was younger. Um I wanna thank my brother Jared for always putting up with me sometimes when I uh when I, you know, we were playing Xbox, snapping outside and stuff. You know, he always he helped me get uh prepared for this moment. I'm truly grateful for him and, you know, my mom and dad of course, drive me to camps, drive me to games everywhere. They they without them this this process wouldn't even be wouldn't even be close to you know happening I I, I really appreciate the, the the gas money the registration to play youth football and you know coming to every game and, you know I really I really appreciate them for that um but, you know with that being said I'll be playing uh my next few years of football at uh Long Island University All right. All right. congratulations yes guys.
2: And he's got the shirt That's awesome, guys. Oh, they're all wearing it. Congratulations, guys. Cheryl, congratulations. Congratulations, guys. Way hey, to go, now. Jared. There you go. liu, We'll take a look at that. He's got the, uh, the shirt underneath. I had a feeling when I saw him in that, and I did not know the answer to this, but when I saw him in that uniform and the pictures that he posted with the whole helmet and the shoulder pads and everything, I, I thought it might be. I thought it might be LIU, and uh, to congratulate you, we have the New York Jets long snapper on the line right now, John Hennessy. John, good morning. Yeah, how are you, Thomas Hennessy? Thomas, no, no, oh, hey, hey, uh, Thomas, oh, sorry, just John Hennessy. Oh, Thomas Hennessy, I'm my By, apologize there, Thomas. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> hey,
3: Bradley, I just want to say congrats to you. Uh, that's awesome. I hope you have a great career at LIU, and it was very cool to see how thankful you were too. All the people who helped you out in your journey.
7: Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, uh you're you're one of you're one of my favorite guys to watch on Sundays and you're truly an inspiration to me. And you know, I'm truly thankful for that and I appreciate you calling in. Of course. Good luck. Thank you.
2: All right, Thomas, thanks, man. I, uh, I really uh, apologize for saying John there. It's just a wrong uh, wrong. Am I, thing. To s- to <laughs> Am I get to John? sign now? Peter told me. Yeah, you get to sign. So you got to, to sign, to <laughs> sign? yes. That's what t- what time is it? Do we got a time? It is 7.54. Uh, It'll probably, uh, yeah, 7.54. So he is signing uh, the uh, commitment right now and uh live on the air to uh to liu how good go. is that congratulations guys that is all and you had flowers for the radio audience who's not watching yes. it's flowers for your mother i mean that. Uh, geez this has got to be like the the greatest moment ever this
7: it's, is this is phenomenal <laughs> you know i had a coach tell me that this was you know you make decisions every day you go to target you pick out something to buy you go you, you wake up in the morning pick what clothes you're gonna wear but this is really the first the first big decision i've had to make in my life and i I truly feel LIU is the way to go for me and you know I'm appreciative for, for Coach Cooper, Coach Ruthman, and Coach Yurg. You know, I'm I'm super stoked to be playing under them. And it's And you know, you're staying
2: close to home. Right. I'm no bridges straight. to go Yes, yeah, I, I,
7: I will be living I'll I'll be living on campus though. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's of course good. good. Best yeah. of
2: both worlds. Good.
7: Uh, oh, this here's is, this a Finley cool. bobblehead for
2: the studio. Oh, look at that. The Finley the
7: Finley, is that what it is? Uh the uh mascot the, mascot. And here, and, the shark. And here's uh
2: Oh wow, Some LiU uh, goodies there! Wow, LiU gummies and chocolate. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> guys are the best. Yeah. Well, uh, the Schwartzes. Uh, I'm really happy we could do this. And Bradley, congratulations! And uh, you'll have this moment uh, to be able to listen back to and watch for the rest of time. And I know you're going to succeed on the highest level and, and do a great job at LiU. So, I appreciate congratulations!
7: That. Thank you very much. All right, Where Where we go, go Bradley. Good Bradley,
2: job, man. Jared, Peter, Cheryl, congratulations! It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network.